You're listening to Speak Your Style, a lifestyle and business podcast hosted by Sasha Bowlby and Liz Toombs. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Speak Your Style. Today, we are excited to have with us Allie Martin of Fame and Fortune Brand Management. Um, Allie is a guru of all things marketing and PR. Oh, man. I don't think I've ever been called that. Well, you are. I mean, this whole list. I won't read everybody the resume, but you've worked for Amazon and Alltech, Kendra Scott, which is a personal brand I love, oh, wow. <laughs> yes. and International Spa Association. And you've recently gotten an award from the Public Relations Society of America's Rising Stars. So I think... That qualifies you as a guru. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. All right. Well, welcome. Thanks <laughs> Thank for hanging you. out with us, peons. I'm so happy to be with you all. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, um, I think what Sasha and I are most interested in talking with you about that we feel like our listeners would like to hear about is just social media usage from a business standpoint. Um, you know, how how we get our story out there using social media. It feels like it's just a C and everything mm-hmm. gets lost. Uh, but just wanting to hear from you, like, ticks and tips and tricks that people could use to to really help kind of get their information out there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because when I started in the workforce, Facebook had just started four companies. So um, it actually launched when I was in college and, you know, it was one of those walked into my freshman dorm room and made a profile page like that first week I was in, in college. You're and a baby. No, no, I don't feel like it. But then, you know, after I graduated and started working, it was like it opened it up. Like businesses were like, oh, we're going to start using Facebook to start sharing our news. So it's been fascinating to be a part of this journey of like being able to just be thrown into it. Because, of course, everybody looked at each other like, do you know Facebook? No, do you know Facebook? Allie, do you have a Facebook? Yeah. Um, Okay, well, you can run, you know, our Facebook page then. Um, and so it was just kind of one of those things like you got handed it because no one else knew it. Um, and then to see it evolve and see the other platforms develop over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I am working with businesses on kind of crafting their message and delivering the social media posts um, on a regular basis for them. Because oftentimes there are those businesses still that look at it and say like, I don't know Facebook or I don't even know social media. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to learn it. Like here, let somebody else handle it. Um, So I have a background in journalism. And so I feel like that really helps me be able to tell their story because I'm asking all the questions that I need to know to um, be able to understand their message so that I can deliver it out to the masses. So really the the big thing that I really um, stress with business owners is to plan out their content. I think so many people think they're going to remember and they think that it's just going to be that, oh, something will happen. I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it out and, um, you know, that'll be my inspiration for the day. Well, two months later, you haven't posted anything, (laughs) so you have to be intentional about that content. Um, I am not a big believer in posting every day. Um, I think it's definitely uh, quality over quantity. Um, So if you have something you can post every three days, great. If you have something you can only post once a week, then that's fine. I think no less than once a week is really ideal. Um, But if you're planning out that content and there's a ton of free resources out there that allow you to schedule those posts, um, then you're going to be much more thoughtful about, okay, I have got to sit down and schedule out my posts for March or April 
and um, you can just knock it out in just a little bit of time and then you've got that content going out on a regular basis. So that that's like my biggest um, advice because so often it just goes by the wayside and then and then you feel like you're defeated before you've even begun. Yeah, that's true. I guess you don't have much of a track record. So I have a question on the flip side of the planning your content because I'm a consummate planner. But I also hear a lot of folks say, I love that you don't plan content out because then you can just be reactive and share about something new. So do you have a way to kind of blend those two methods? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's where stories really comes into play. Hmm. You know, so stories for Facebook or Instagram, that to me is the more raw, authentic, fly by the seat of your pants content that um, you're just kind of documenting your day almost. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really do feel like builds up a relationship with your followers because they are able to see that you do have a a life beyond what your job is and um, you have other real stuff going on. Um, but the posts to me are more of your company's reflection, your mission, your statement, uh, what you want your company to be known for. Um, and that allows you to still have that blend of, you know, here's my personal life, but here's, uh, the message that I want to share about my company. That's cool. And I think for me on my end of it with the stories, portion of it, it's more fun for me to post, you know, like daily things throughout my day. Like if I have new inventory that comes in, I can post my new inventory. I can post some items that are maybe for sale or on sale um, that I wouldn't necessarily post on my actual page, Mm -hmm. I guess, that part of it. But then too, it's more of the fun stuff. It's the, I'm at home or Mm -hmm. I'm at the gym or I'm farming or I'm seeing to my dogs or whatever, some of the more personal things. And it's amazing how many people actually pay attention to that. You know, my customers will come into the store and they'll be like, hey, I saw you were at the farm this weekend. Or some people come in and they're like, what were you doing? You were using a chainsaw. <laughs> you were using power tools. Like, how yes. do you know how to do this kind of things that, you yeah. know, because they see me in here, you know. They would never see that from your page. No, they would not. And like I a, think, As a post. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of a fun way for people to get to know me. You know, outside the of the store too. Like you don't have to think about making sure you're taking the perfect picture with the yes. light hitting it just right and adding a filter. Like it's just raw. Mm-hmm. It's just the chainsaw with the wood flying. And oh everything. yeah, <laughs> that is true. I mean, I have way less apprehension about posting something mm-hmm. on my story because I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like it's a video or it's just a quick little something, and you know, it, then it goes away. And not having to get this perfect photo to sit up on our timeline forever right but I think too like sometimes like where I'm on like the retail part of it for me posting like I could post something that was new that I got into the store whatnot and have it in my feed but then I might get more reactions from if I post it in my story versus posting it yes in my feed so sometimes I'm kind of like hmm should I post it in both places or should I post it on one versus the other or do I do one like that day and then a couple days later post it in my story? Kind of back and forth. I don't know you all are, but I feel like there are times where I don't even look through the feed. It's more like I just start the stories and just let them go through. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why you're getting a lot more engagement on the stories. Because as people are clicking through and watching the stories, they're reacting and responding. But some there's days where I don't even get to scroll through the feed. 
So well, it almost, you know, I think it's great to, to post it in both places. Yeah, and sometimes I wonder, too, like, if people have so many people that they follow, they may miss it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lot of people that will come in and they'll be like, well, I didn't see that. Yeah. How yes. did I miss that? So. Yes. Which brings me to another point, because that is something that I feel like a lot of people are skeptical about, like, well, I've already posted that once, like, I'm not going to post it again. It's like, no, people miss this stuff. Like, if you have an important detail to share or a a great story that you want to share, post it more than one time. You don't have to post the exact same thing. You can craft the message a little bit differently, but um, it is, if it's worth telling, tell it again, because somebody's going to miss it. Mm, That's good to hear, because I always think oh we've posted that once like we don't Mm -hmm. want to look lazy like we're doing it again but if sometimes the stuff is really important Mm -hmm. is there a good rule of thumb of how far apart to do them or you know to not make them back to back well I think it's you have to think about the timing too so you know do you have the biggest sale that you're going to have the entire year going on then yeah you're going to want to post that quite you know frequently is it just the message of you know we were published in this magazine or we got this great hit like you could space that out a little bit more you know maybe you post at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month as well so um, I think it just depends on what the timeliness of uh, the post is but Mm. don't be afraid to do that Um, and I think to me as a consumer it doesn't show that you're being lazy it is like oh this is really important I've if I have seen it already it's just going to reiterate that it's an important uh, detail yeah I think that's a good point but I'm with you Sasha like I will get on Instagram and I'll think I saw everything Mm. and then whatever happened with the algorithm something Mm -hmm. that someone posted three days ago shows up and I'm like what's going on yeah yeah so like I I will totally miss things so I guess you know that algorithm (laughs) which I did see today that Instagram is um testing a latest post tab which would just take us right back to the chronological feed that we were all loved and were used to years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they disrupted everything with this mm-hmm. algorithm. So that might be, you know, coming soon. Well, that is cool. I'm a creature of habit, so I like mm-hmm. to go back to what worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about businesses, um, them doing away on Instagram with the likes, um, that side of things? Yeah. Have you seen that really shaking up world yes. the world for your customers? I have. Um, I actually monitor social media for several companies that uh, their likes have already gone away. So whenever I'm logged into their accounts, you do not see the likes. You can see it on the back end, so you can personally see what your likes are. But for every follower that they have, um, every page that they look at, there are no numbers, um, which is very interesting. But to me, that just reiterates the engagement that you need to have with your followers and your customers. Because Um, If you are having that true engagement on comments, if they're responding to your stories, that's going to be what is going to push up the algorithm even further now. Um, So now that we're not looking at likes and paying attention to that, it's the engagement. So Mm. um, the biggest advice I have is whenever you have a comment, respond to it. These are Mm -hmm. social media networks for a reason. They are meant to have a conversation and be social. So, uh, you know, I'll see a lot of companies specifically because it's one of those things you may just post it and forget about it. You post it and you're just like, all right, I'm just going to let the likes and the comments do their thing. But you do need to be going back and checking those comments. And if people are asking questions, respond to them. Um, You know, you may see people that have negative comments and they're kind of like, what do I do? Do I just delete them? No, don't delete them. Mm-hmm. Respond, re, you know, react appropriately like you would in the store if they said those things. Um, 
my biggest advice there is like usually take the conversation offline. So if you have a negative comment and they're just like continuing, you know, say, hey, give me a call here so we can talk this through. Um, so that way it doesn't continue there. But, um, you know, the biggest wins have been when somebody has a negative comment, mm. you respond and then you ask them like, hey, now that this is resolved, will you go back and comment on your original post and let everybody mm. know that this has been taken care of? Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. So then, you know, others are able to see that and you're not just deleting that because I know we've all followed channels where people have commented like, you all are just deleting my comments. Like mm -hmm. you're not responding, mm -hmm. you're just deleting. And that just takes their credibility down the drain. Mm -hmm. So if you are, you know, behaving like you would professionally in your store, uh, in your business online, then um, that authentic, um, true self will shine through. Mm, that makes sense. And it's amazing too, like sometimes like what people will say in regards to something that you post just because yes. they're just behind because a, they're online. Yeah, oh. be because they're behind the computer mm -hmm. versus like face to face. I mean, I go through and, and we'll read posts on, you know, not only my stuff, but on other things. And I'm just kind of like, why, why in the world would you say that? Like, you know, yes. go past it, move they on. Feel like protected by I guess. behind their screen and. Um, yeah, they feel like there's no repercussions behind that. Because sometimes, like, that's tough. Like, I'll post some outfits or something, and, and it's typically, like, on most of the posts that I will sponsor or paid ad or something like that where it goes around to people that aren't necessarily my customers. Yes. It'll be, well, that's ugly. Well, I don't like that. Well, it's too expensive. Why would somebody pay? And it's, like, some of those things. Sometimes I'm always kind of like, why would you mm -hmm. take the time to write that out? Yeah. <laughs> I have more important things to do yes. than to be dominant and being... <laughs> Clearly Ooh. they don't. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. That's I mean, interesting. I, I think it's really fascinating when you see people that make negative comments and then you respond and say, so sorry you didn't like that. I hope there's another outfit in the future that you do like. And then they immediately change their tune. Yeah. Well, like, no, you have the cutest stuff. You know, like, it just, <laughs> like, it's very fascinating to see as soon as somebody gets called out, um, nine times out of ten, yeah. they, they kind of... To take a step back. He'll retreat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you saw me. You heard what I said. Uh -huh. yeah. Oopsie. Huh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So do you have certain platforms that you would recommend businesses to focus on? Or how, I guess, would you tell a business owner to decipher which ones to get involved in? Because yes. there's so many. Yes. And there's not mm -hmm. enough time in the day. <laughs> I mean, I know Sasha and I, like, we yeah. handle all our own stuff. I mean, I've got someone within my company that does a great job, but we're still, it's all coming from within and it takes up time. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Especially when you think about 10 years ago, we weren't <laughs> dealing with any of them. So now mm -hmm. you have to add that layer onto our workload. So my number one um, question to a um, somebody looking to get online is where are your customers? Mm -hmm. So where your customers are spending their time. So if it is somebody that is on Instagram, then I would say that's where you need to focus. Um, you know, are you more focused just on the business world than Instagram? I mean, then LinkedIn is where you need to be. So it really just depends on where your customers are and where you're going to be just kind of popping in on their feed because um, they're already there. You're not making them go somewhere that they're not. Um and then really just evaluating how many of those you want to to dive into. Only do what you can do well. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. five platforms is too many, like don't try to spread yourself so thin that you're all on those platforms. You know, there's probably, you know, more often than not, those people are on multiple platforms that you're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. So just pick one or two 
and then you can really just hone in and focus on driving traffic there. Mm -hmm. And people will naturally ask their comments, ask their questions, send messages on the platforms that you're on um, and that you're active on anyways. But delete the ones that you're not going to be spending time on. Nothing drives me crazy more crazy than whenever I am trying to find somebody's page <laughs> and then you go and it's like three years old and nothing's been posted. So you're like, so I guess I shouldn't send a message cause you're not going to answer it when they very well may be on the other end, like ready to answer any questions, <laughs> but I'm not going to take the chance and take the time to send that message. Yeah. So it looks like it. it's a ghost town. Yeah. How many social media platforms do you use for the store, Sasha? Uh, right now I'm just Facebook and Instagram. Are my two big ones. I and they are full-time yeah. jobs trying to... I, I mean, before I opened the store, I always wondered, like, why people needed to hire <laughs> social media people only. Yeah. You know, and I was just kind of like, well, that's, you know, why? Well, now that I'm in it, I'm like, good grief. I mean, it's an all-day... It's an all-day thing. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It really can. Mm-hmm. Which I should be you. better about my planning out that kind of stuff. The content. I use for the business, Instagram and Facebook only. And then I'm on LinkedIn. And so then that's a, you know, it's me as a Mm -hmm. professional. So then a lot of the business stuff, like if we're in the news or something's going on, I'll share it over there. I shared the podcast episodes there too. Um, But that's, that's it. I have a personal Twitter at one time before, like early on when I was trying to feel it out, I tried to do a business Twitter and realized it was just not my thing. Like that doesn't make sense. For my type of, of yes. business. Yes. But so how do people figure out where their customers are? Do you just point blank ask them? Do you look at demographics? So demographics are a great place to start. Um, I say to make your avatar. So who is, make this one person. And it's a made up person. I'm but, imagining a blue person okay. right now. So. Yeah, because of the <laughs> like, movie Avatar. But I realize what you mean. We're I mean, creating you be someone. A blue person. That's fine. <laughs> But make one person mm-hmm. and made up person that you can make their name, their age, their um, you know their gender. Do they have kids? Where do they shop? Where do they spend their time online? So you pick the one person, and of course, it is not going to encompass all of your target market or your demographic. But that one person then dictates what you do on the marketing side. So if you can always kind of go back, you know, say my person's Dolly. If you can go back and say, what would Dolly do? Which is a great saying, you know, to remember in life Mm -hmm. in general. But um, that will help drive where you are spending your time online. Mm. So if Dolly is always on Facebook and Instagram, which I would say most businesses, that's really Mm -hmm. where they need to focus. Facebook, Instagram, and then LinkedIn is probably another. Um, You know, there are these companies that are trying to make Snapchat work, trying to even make TikTok work. You know, that, that really... Sasha's head just blew up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> so that, if you think about your avatar and you think about where they're spending their time online, you know, yes, maybe Dolly has made a TikTok account just to see what's up over there. But that doesn't mean that you need to be posting over there and like trying to revamp your whole content uh, ideas so that you can make sure you're posting over there once a week. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a lot to add those. What it's about like, Pinterest? Pinterest, I feel like is... So it's was developed to be a bookmarking site, uh-huh. um, which is what we all use it for. Um, and it gets a bad rap because, you know, it has a lot of pretty pictures. And then whenever people try to actually accomplish the projects, <laughs> it oftentimes results in Pinterest fails. But it depends. It, you know, if you are in the fashion and design industry, I think Pinterest is a great place for you all to 
um, make sure that you are you have an appearance but it really is a good traffic driver for um, bloggers so um, if you have a blog and you are posting a lot of pictures and um, content there that is how Pinterest is set up. It is a Google search essentially mm-hmm. for with pictures. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have great pictures, you need to be adding those to Pinterest because it can really drive a lot of traffic to your blog. Interesting. Would you also, could you replace blog with website? If you, you know, if you wanted to drive someone to your yes. company website, yes. but it wasn't a blog. Yeah. Um, the only reason I say blog is just you're adding content constantly. Sure. So um, it kind of gives fresh approach. But yes, yeah, even if you don't have a blog, you can still pin that content from your website um, to Pinterest. Just curious, for like from the standpoint of my business, you know, we, yeah. don't, we don't keep up with the blog anymore because we're doing all the social media stuff. And yes. so the captions are kind of becoming... And you can pin from Instagram. Too. Yes. Yeah. So that's another... Just if you want to focus your traffic on Instagram then I would say pin your Instagram posts and that can be what is pops up on people's feeds. That's cool. I just had a light bulb. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I could do that. New task. Yeah. That's funny. But you you will notice the one platform I didn't mention in all of those is Twitter. Yes. I'm convinced Twitter's dying. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, I, I do, I think this is going to strike a nerve with somebody, but... Um, Twitter, in my mind, just really, first of all, it is proven because the monthly user numbers are declining, but um, it is the only social media platform that still operates in a chronological feed. So as people are posting, that's what you're seeing. And if you follow 2,000 people, um, you know, something that somebody tweeted 10 minutes ago is going to be hidden very quickly. Um, Whereas... You may only follow 50 people because you don't want to miss that content. So then it doesn't really encourage you to follow a lot of people and just continue to grow your network. Um, it works really mm. well in sports events, uh, you know, as people are kind of, if they're not at the sporting event, kind of relying on those tweets mm-hmm. um, to kind of keep up. Um, and then even like awards shows, TV shows, kind of things that people are wanting instant gratification on. Um but in my mind, it is not a place you need to spend any of your time because it will soon be gone. Good. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, so you said that um, Twitter is chronological. Yes. And then we talked about on Instagram that yep. they may go back to chronological order. Yep. Will that be the kiss of death? Or is it because people don't follow as many folks on Instagram? You know, you use the example of 2,000 yeah, people yeah. on Twitter. Just I think, curious. I think they're actually going to give you the option. Oh. Because so many people complained. And said, like, I want to be able to control what I see first. Oh. It will put the burden on the companies and the individuals to make sure they're posting when their followers and their potential customers are online. Uh-huh. Because right now, we can post at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And if our you know number one fan doesn't get on until 9 o'clock at night, it still may be one of the top one or two posts that they see in their feed. Whereas when it goes to chronological, you're going to just be relying on the things that are posted most recently. So um, the the rumor I heard is that it's going to give us the option because some people were just up in arms about that. I have an Instagram question. Yeah. And it's in regards to followers. Because sometimes like I'll look on people's pages and they have thousands and thousands Ooh, of followers. This is going to be a good one. But then you go and you'll click on like some of their posts or whatever mm-hmm. and they have like... 
a hundred likes yep. or something. And so I'm always like, is it better to have, is it better to have, I guess the idea that you have thousands of followers versus if you only have like your true, like a smaller amount of true followers? Because I don't know, like, question. I don't like, I don't, under, I don't know, I guess when, you know, say Dolly, if Dolly got on my Facebook page and saw that I had, you know, 25,000 followers, if she would be more inclined to say, ooh, like, I need to go and look and see because she's got all these followers versus if she got on there and saw the 2,400 that I have. Yes. Now I'd be like, well, you know, I don't know. Is it, you know, that great of a place to shop? So sometimes I'm like, which way should it better? Yeah. Do not buy followers. Those people are buying followers. That is how they get those big numbers. But then their engagement just severely goes in the you know goes down the drain because um, engagement is measured by the number of followers you have by in relation to the number of engagements you have so mm-hmm. likes comments um, so yes if you have twenty thousand followers and you're only getting a hundred likes per post that is not cool like yeah. you you have done something and companies are starting to notice that so as I'm working with companies that are looking to kind of partner with you know, I, I say bloggers, influencers, because they get a lot of bad rap because they have those high numbers mm-hmm. and maybe potential influencers immediately just go buy followers because they want to be in that same playing mm-hmm. field. Um, so I say bloggers, of course, there's anybody can do this, but um, companies that are looking to work with bloggers to maybe promote their brand, promote um, a product, they're starting to take notice on you know, who has the true engagement versus the high numbers. You know, I think it's kind of one of those shiny things that, you know, people see that and think, ooh. But if you really just take a few seconds, you can see that just like you did. Yeah. Like, it's not real. Um, so that's why, you know, having a conversation, building those true relationships online is going to be far more important and take you further than if you just buy followers. Yeah. Is that something that you watch for customers of yours? Do you go in, if, if they're approached to collaborate with an influencer or yeah. if a company wants to work with someone, do you go in and kind of investigate to figure it out before you yes. tell them to do it? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's the that's the beauty of it is, like, you can see that. Mm-hmm. Everybody can kind of, you can dive into somebody's page and kind of see, all right, their last 10 posts haven't gotten any more than 100 likes. Like, that's not... Um, we, why would we pay the the money that they're basing off of their followers mm-hmm. when we're not going to get the true engagement from mm-hmm. that? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is something that is a big topic. And, you know, I think people are going to be paying more attention to those numbers um, as time goes on because um, I think more and more people are yeah. just trying to get that easy fix and just pay for the numbers. I don't know. I just pay attention to stuff like that when I look around on other people's pages. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, they have like all... One, I'm how, always like, how, how do they do, have that? How yes. do they have this many people? Because I'm like, I try so hard and I, you know, I've, I somewhat think I have my social media together, but yes. it's just kind of like, how do they get all of these followers? And then I'll go through and look at some of the posts and I'm like, okay, like something's not right here because they have all these followers and then they have this small a number of engagements and I'm, which I've, I've heard some people say like, it's about 10%. Like if you're yes. getting 10% off of how many of her followers Ten's you really have. good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ten's really good. So, yeah, I mean, if you if you have a 1,000 followers and you're getting 100 likes, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. That's that makes me feel better because sometimes I'm just kind of like, what am I doing wrong? Because I'm trying so hard and yeah. I don't have 
25,000 followers. That's so funny. I have little milestones. Like, sometimes, like, I'm like, okay, if I, like, right now, I'm, like, 24, 13. Like, I check it every day, and I'm like, oh, gosh, like, if I get to 2,500, like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's small milestones, but I know that it's actually people that like the shop, that like what I have, that are going to engage, or they're going to like the post. Which doesn't that mean so much more That is so much, it is. Any number you can ever get. Yeah. Well, because it's going to be way more frustrating if you have 25,000 followers, but nobody's coming in to buy anything. That's the whole point, right? Is to engage. I mean, that's how I found Sasha in the first place was social media. All the things started popping up because Instagram (laughs) has me pegged. Knows what I like. And here it comes. And so, yeah. So anyway, here we sit now. But Mm. um, Well, any other just final closing thoughts that you just want to make sure people know as a tidbit on doing anything with social media? I think... Pay attention to grammar and proofreading. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Um, it, I will say I am human, though, and I make those same mistakes. And oh, it's of funny. course. Like, everybody will, you know, I'll get messages from people, and I was like, okay, thank you for calling me out on that um, because I sure call them out on it. So I guess, you know, it's just a little bit. So we all make mistakes. But, um, you know, read through your posts. Um, gosh, there's some messages that I'll see and I'll just think, I can't even, I don't even understand what you're even trying to say. There's yep. so many typos. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was just one, I could maybe, like, fit, still figure it out. But I just can't even understand where you're going. So, yeah, that, that to me, that quality over quantity is really comes into play with just not only your posting, but, you know, the pictures that you're selecting, you know, taking time into crafting that image but then the caption is just as important as the picture making sure that is typo free there's so much to consider but I do think the written and spoken word it's important to be able to convey your message in a a sensible manner and like you said if it's all jumbled up like I tend Mm -hmm. to think it's a spam bot or you know someone (laughs) from another country like trying to get me to send them money you know I just I quit reading it when it doesn't make sense oh I mean clearly I'm very sensitive to the scams but (laughs) oh my gosh as you should be yes yes I know well I think something else Allie that we should talk about that we hadn't mentioned yet is that you also have your own podcast and you teach classes on podcasts. So talk to us about that. <laughs> so my podcast is called Selfish, and it stemmed from my working in the International Spa Association. I was traveling to spas, getting to hear from speakers, and I would just pull out my phone and I would record the audio. And then I would email the audio out to friends and family. And after a while, I realized, I think that's what podcasts are for. So uh, <laughs> that was what uh, encouraged me to start a podcast. And so I kind of live that same lifestyle of interviewing self-care experts um, and individuals that have just been really brave with their life to encourage other people to be brave. Um, but yes, that actually stemmed into me teaching a class with Level Up Louisville. And they're actually you know, getting ready to kind of spread out their wings and move to different cities in Kentucky. But uh, essentially, it's just like a class that you can take and learn a skill in one night. Mm-hmm. So I've taken like watercolor, watercolor painting uh, classes, you know, cookie decorating classes, you know, you name it. Um, so I, with them, I teach a uh, how to start a podcast, um, which can be overwhelming if you are looking at it. But, um, you know, so we just kind of break it down into like manageable chunks so that you can, you know, start a podcast like you all have and, um, you know, be able to tell your story. That's really cool. I think that's neat yeah. that you teach others how to do that. How long have you had your podcast? Uh, three years now. Whoa. Yeah, that's three a long time. years. Um, and it's one of those 
I kind of go uh, ebbs and flows. Yeah. So I will have like a really just like I'll meet somebody or hear of someone like, oh, I want to interview them and, you know, be really passionate about it. And then when it gets to the editing part, I'm like, oh, I don't want to edit the episode. Um, it just sits on my computer. So um, whenever people take the class with me, I say like, hey, you have to know that there are going to be times where you're going to just get really discouraged with this. So you have to remember why you started and what the reasoning was um, for you wanting to start a podcast because there's going to be times where you're going to have to dig into that inspiration to like move forward and like keep it going because it definitely ebbs and flows, especially when it's a passion project. Yeah, yeah. that is true. That is true. Well, if you've listened to our podcast before, you know we like to end with two questions. So I will start, and I would like to know in one word or phrase how you would describe your home style. My home style is, um, I would say, eclectic, but I'm also going to say, I'm I'm just going to say antique. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's kind of fun. And what would you say that your fashion style is? Basic, and not in the basic girl, just basic, like just the basic staples. Just simple and clean. Yep. There you go. It's a good way to do it. Yes, I agree. Well, Allie, where can folks find you online and otherwise? I am on all platforms at the Allie Martin, and my uh, company website is IWantFameFortune.com. Oh, sounds good. Well, thank you to the Allie Martin. (laughs) Thank you. For speaking your style with us. (laughs) We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. We'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find me, Liz Toombs, on Facebook and Instagram, as well as my business, PDR Interiors, on both outlets as well. And you can find myself, Sasha Bowlby, on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also find Sash and Bow, my boutique, also on Facebook and Instagram. And you can check out the website anytime, shop 24-7 at sashandbowboutique.com. And we also want to note, too, if you like what you're listening to, please feel free to give us a review um, on the podcast. If you don't want to write out anything, all you got to do is just hit the stars. It's super easy, and we would love to hear your feedback.